ready? All right, everybody, we're back with uh, number three with uh, Jason, um, Tim, 24 Slayton. Um, so now we've went through the, the family, the in, the out, or now we're getting out now. So as you were trans, transitioning, I guess, or thinking about how, like going to school and trying to get out, what do you think? Like what was, what was your like, how was it? Um, and was it a problem? Like, was there like pushback or? Um, yeah, of course. Um, well, so the thing is this, right? I um, I didn't, didn't end. Up, I didn't get out of the shoe until twenty sixteen, right? So, <laughs> but you know, Nana died in like two thousand and eight. Yeah. So. All that time, I was, like, doing a little bit of positive things and schooling and stuff, things of that nature, and just kind of, like, really just reevaluating things, and I was kind of, like, slowly stepping back from things as I could, and, um, but I got... No, no, it's not that I got lucky, but I, I mean, really, I got blessed, you know, um, when my now wife, mm -hmm. you know, she started writing me when I was in the shoe, yeah. um, in 2013. Uh, How'd that happen? I was on a website called writeaprisoner.com <laughs> and she found me and she wrote to me you know and it was just like really awesome I thought know? I thought I thought that you meant like it was your Sally's friend no. so okay this this story I got that your Sally one of your Sally's, that was his girlfriend's friend. She went to go, she went with them to go meet him. No. And then, like, she's seen you or whatever, you've seen each other, whatever, and then she asked who you were, and then... No, that's not true. So it's like a real love story. No. There's like a, there's like a, like a uh, this is like a, um, what's it called, a, a Lifetime movie. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, there's like, there's like one of those movies. It's a, it's a miracle. Yeah. I mean, that's what I say for sure. It's like, you know, she started writing me, um, you know, just as a friend at first. And I mean, I had a lot of friends and, you know, girls throughout the years that wrote me and a couple that came and saw me and, you know, even one from just the childhood that, you know, she stayed in contact with me throughout all the time, but she was just like really a friend, you know, and, but with, Darlene, that's my wife's name, uh, it was just different, you know, um, she was somebody that I could just, like, really talk to, and kind of, like, just be honest with her and tell her the truth about things, and, you know, she was just very intelligent, and 
very caring and loving and and granny liked her that's a big one yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) and um so i mean of course you know like um i I fell in love with her you know early on like i just knew she was special and um like her her love for me really was like another catalyst that like propelled my change even forward because like she accepted me for who I was and it was like I know I'm this ugly you know person mean like you know like i'm just somebody that's i I didn't have a good impression of myself you know like i I was i I had like a low kind of self-worth about myself you know and so the fact that she could just love me or who I was and accept me like it just really gave me hope you know it gave me motivation it gave me something to uh, look forward to and so I kind of like really just started committing myself even further to do something different you know and then we got I got lucky with, uh, they did a, a mass hunger strike, you know, like everybody kind of, um, you know, came together and did this together as a means of like protesting the shoe, you mm-hmm. know, solitary confinement and all that. And it lasted for like, 30 days, 28 days, I believe it was, and, um, you know, a couple people even died, and I lost, like, I want to say, like, it was, like, 28 pounds or something, you know, I'm not that little of a guy, but I was, like, down to, like, 159, you know, and, um, so it led eventually towards like a court settlement where they let everybody that was validated out of the shoe as long as you didn't have any like pending um incidents or like 115s is what they call you know um so i got out of the shoe in 2016 and i just kind of committed myself to like, I'm gonna do something different with my life. So when I got out there, I just told the guys like, hey, I'm like, I'm still here, but like, I'm trying to do something different, you know, like I want to go home. And luckily the guy that was there in charge on that yard, he was, understanding guy you know and he was just like hey don't trip do you you know like um 
I remember he told me like I got a I got like a thousand guys on this yard that'll do whatever I want, you know, whether they like it or not. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, if you want to do something positive with your life, he's like, more power to you. He's like, I wish there was more people like you. And so that just kind of gave me the even further motivation, you know, because now I was like, all right, I got the okay, I'm good, like, um, and so I just kind of, now I dove into that, uh, full, full force, you know, I was, um, I was just like running all these groups, like facilitating everything, AA, NA, anger management, domestic violence, Gogi, um, just uh, anything that I could get my hands on, like I was trying to learn and grow. And on top of that, you know, do things that were going to make me look good in front of the, the board members, you know, to show them that, hey, I'm, I really am putting in the work. And on top of that, um, you know, I had a girlfriend now who loved me, you know, somebody that's coming to visit me all the time and, um, you know, helping motivate me even further. And on top of that, like, um, I really reconnected with God, you know, and for me, that's was like, really a big thing where um, it helped me to like put my trust and my all in him and not worry about what was going on around me, you know, and not worry about um, like how I'm going to be perceived or how um, like the way things are going to play out, you know, just trust that he got me and he's going to lead me in the right direction, and, um, I, I even, um, you know, became like a deacon in the church there, and I, uh, I was even a part of the, the choir that they had there, you know, like, something I never thought I'd see <laughs> myself doing, you know, and, but it was cool, like, it was, it was something that was really fun, you know, like, just having, were making music and like, but like legit music, original stuff. Yeah. You know, like I had a guy making beats with this old keyboard and he had to layer it one by one by one. Yeah. And if he messed it up, he had to start all over, you know. And so, but you know, we're singing and rapping and doing all kinds of stuff and. It was cool. Like that was a really good memory because I remember it's like it's a level four, and like we got everybody in the church yeah. coming and listen to our music, you know. And I mean, as soon as the music was over, they would all leave, you know. <laughs> but it was still cool though, you know. It was something that uh, I had a lot of fun doing and discovered that I enjoyed it, you know. Yeah. And, um, so, I mean, you know, I was just continuing down that path, you know, just pursuing my education, 
pursuing God, you know, pursuing this freedom, you know, because now I'm actually hearing about people that are going home. It was like a reality now. Yeah. You know, like you're hearing these stories. Like I didn't see nobody firsthand because, you know, I'm still not level four and not a lot of people go home from there, but I'm hearing stories from people and luckily this um this law was passed, the uh, S B two sixty and then the two sixty one, which I applied to me because I was a juvenile offender and meaning that they had to now when they go to war they gotta look at you as that, like a juvenile, like um you know, your brain is not fully developed when you make these these horrible choices and but you still have the potential to grow and mature and change, you know, and so they gotta the language that they use is that they have to give that great weight and so they could no longer just deny you, like, based on whatever, like, just their own, you know, biases or whatever, you know, or their belief that, hey, you're, nah, you haven't changed. Or, you know, I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong, you still got to show them that you're a different person, but they can't just, you know, deny you on a whim anymore, especially if you were a juvenile. And so, finally, after all this time, um, I'm doing good, you know, and I end up going to a level three in 2018 for the first time after all this t yeah. <laughs> time, you know, and um, uh, like, it's just like, it was crazy because I remember when I got there, like, I see guys on the yard walking barefoot and like, <laughs> like uh, I don't know, it's just like a whole nother world. Like, So you, you were on level four the whole time? Yeah, level four in the shoe. So it's just like, I was just like, wow, this is crazy, you know? And then they have this whole building that was just designed for like, people like young people youth offenders and um people that are like really trying to you know change and um so that gave me motivation but at the same time um, the guy there running that yard he wasn't like of the same belief you yeah. know so you know when i got there i told him like hey this is me but hey like i'm trying to go home um so i could tell that he didn't like that so once so they figure you're in and then you start doing your thing and you that's it dude that's it you're in prison even if you're you're gonna go home you still do your thing to stay in prison that's that's our kind of mentality their mentality. Yeah, it's just that hey, you like like I said, a term that they use a lot is like, hey, you knew what you signed up for. Mm -hmm. You know? And so 
it's just like but at the same time you know what I started telling people later when I was facilitating groups and stuff is like how are you gonna hold me accountable for a decision I made when I was 13 14 15 yeah. some people are like 10 9 when they join the gang and, yeah you know what I mean like and now I gotta uphold your beliefs and your morals for the rest of my life yeah. like I didn't know what the hell I was signing up for <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. like and um so but yeah that's kind of the belief you know it's just like hey you know what you signed up for like you you're you're in this and so but it's it's weird because depending from what yard to what yard you go to the culture can be totally different depending yeah. on who's running it you know and so like i said i got there and i could tell that that guy didn't care for care for it yeah. like like it was different because people knew me and they knew who I was. And so they had this same expectation. And there wasn't a lot of people there that were still about that life and still trying to keep pushing that. And so he wanted people that he needed people really yeah. to help him keep, you know, pushing that line. And so you know, at the same time, they don't want somebody that doesn't want to be there, you know, doesn't want that. But, you know, it doesn't mean that they don't hold grudges, because, hey, they do. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, it was okay, and things were okay, but, like, I was just having little run-ins with him and the guys, and, you know, that were with him and whatever, and like and so uh eventually um like I, I i lost my cool you know i lost my cool with somebody because they he was like trying to test me yeah you know and i could feel it i could see it and he's some young guy and and um in my mind i'm just like like who are you talking to yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. you're some young kid that ain't never been nowhere never done nothing and like i've been there done that like and you're trying to come at me like i'm some chump and so i just lost it and i just came at them all sideways and got in his face and made him feel bad about himself and you know like basically made him feel like a punk because i just basically called his bluff and um he didn't do nothing you know yeah. so what he did was he went and told yeah you know and so was that worse <laughs> shouldn't that be worse that now no, because he's not telling the cops. He's just telling the guys in charge. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and then 
you know, and then a couple of days later, uh, you know, I went out to the, like the hospital and I came back and I'm walking and all of a sudden I, I hear somebody call my name and, you know, as I'm turning around, all of a sudden I just get hit, you know, and, you know, at the time I'm thinking they're just hitting me, you know, like punching me, but I didn't realize it that they were stabbing me, you know, mm -hmm. and I got stabbed a few times. Know, and they actually stabbed me in my face like three times and you know a few times in the body but you know I fought back I fought back of course and I mean they never even actually got me to the ground you know until the end yeah <laughs> I was um but yeah they hurt me though you know they got me they and um so, you know, I end up going to the hole and all that. And um, that's when I'm in the hole, it's like everybody's just kind of like ignoring me. Like they got me on the shine and whatever. And I'm just like sitting there in my cell and I'm stinking to myself like, man, like what am I doing? Like. And, you know, I just kind of felt like, like all this, like everything I've done and this is how you treat me. Yeah. Like, not only do you, not only do you guys stab me, but you stab me in the face. Like, that's like something that was always just for like people that were straight like garbage like in prisoners eyes you know like people that snitched or people that were you know child molesters or things like that and it just made me feel like like wow like i'm really just disposable yeah <laughs> like even after everything i've done for you guys and the cause and you know, all this work that I put in and like, this is what it all has gotten me in the end. And so, uh, it was just at that point where I was just like, you know what, I'm good. I'm good with this. Like if, if you can treat me like this, then, like, you got no loyalty to me. Why am I still holding on this to this loyalty to you? You know? Yeah. And so that's when I was just like, you know, I'm, I'm good with this. And just kind of walked away from it, you know? And it was, it was hard. You know, it was hard because I dedicated my entire life to this pretty much, you know, my whole adult life. And it was just kind of like admitting to myself essentially that, um, 
kind of like that my entire life was like a lie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. like that everything I had done up to that point was just kind of worthless. You know, it was all for nothing, really. Yeah. And... But at the same time, you know, I knew that if I really wanted to go home, like, this is what I needed to do, you know, like, just, and so after that, I just kind of never looked back, you know, it was just. Like now I can just dedicate myself to everything, to positive stuff and just really trying to transform my life and not have to worry about anything else, you know, any holes or ties or anything that I don't want, you know, and it was just like a blessing really, you know, even though it took such a drastic... <laughs> uh lesson for me to really learn yeah um the end result is that i'm here you know i'm here i'm home and you know now i i get to do all the things that i never thought i was going to be able to and um you know hang out with the people I love and um, live the rest of my life free and just, man, just really try to like make amends, you know, for everything that I've done in my past. Really just try to be of service um, that's what I'm out here trying to do every day now, you know, um, um, kind of working in the, like the, uh, re-entry field, you know, trying to help people that are getting out, help them navigate everything, and, um, kind of diving into that even further, you know, doing different trainings and, um, And so that's kind of what I want to do with the rest of my life, you know, yeah. work in that field, um, just be of service, help people, um, whatever way I can. And, um, it's, it's pretty awesome. You know, yeah. um, I can't lie, you know, it hasn't been all sunshines and roses, you know, <laughs> yeah. since I've been out. Um, it's been hard. It's been very hard in some areas with uh, dealing with all the emotions that I never really dealt with yeah. my entire life. You know, like um, that. I wasn't really allowed to, you know, um, I didn't give my myself that opportunity and that just wasn't really the, uh, 
way of the world back then. Um, but just, I remember like dealing with people just like being really sad or even really happy. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like foreign to me. You know, it was just like, um, it made me uncomfortable. And it even does still, too, to an extent. I'm getting better at it, but the truth is, is that it's probably going to take me a little bit of time to finally be really comfortable with that area. Um, and then, you know, I... I'm married now, you know, and yeah. so I have a wife, and, you know, she's amazing, and I love her to death, but it's not all, it's not always easy, you know, because yeah. you're bringing, we're bringing both of our lives together after just being independent for so many years, and, you know, um, having a come together as one and um, that's not always easy either um, even with the simplest things of just <laughs> no, yeah, I know. you know just space and time and you know who's gonna make dinner or <laughs> yeah. um, you know just dealing with each other's different issues and um on top of that, like, you know, there's a lot of, like, expectations when you get out of, like, people want to see you and they want to spend time with you and, you know, and if you don't, if you can't or you don't, then it's like, you know, you people with feelings get hurt. You know what I mean? And it's like, I don't know, that's been kind of difficult too, but I'm dealing, you know, I've been out a year now, a little over a year, hoping to get off parole any day now, and um, um, I'm not ashamed to admit it, you know, I'm, I'm in therapy, and yeah. <laughs> I do individual therapy, I do couples therapy um, and I also go to CR which is called Celebrate Recovery through the church it's kind of like basically a, a, a Christ based 12 step yeah. um, and so that's been very helpful for me um, just to continue on with my recovery and you know, just continue to work on myself and try to um, just be myself to a level where I want to be at just for me, you know, for my satisfaction, for my happiness, for my marriage, you know, for the people that I care about, you know. I want to be able to um, express these to them or how I really feel and be able to open up and, you know, be honest, and, um, you know, tell them how much I love them and care about them because the truth is, is like, 
we don't know how much time we got left. Yeah. And so, like that's kind of um, a vision that I have for my future is to be that man that I feel like God is calling me to be. And um, I'm about to start uh, I'm about to start uh, my higher education in the fall, trying to get my uh, bachelor's degree. I'll be going to Cal State, uh, San Bernardino. Um, I actually did get, before I got out, I got four AA degrees while I was still inside because I, you know, I continued to pursue my education and so that was an accomplishment that um, you know pretty proud of. Yeah. And um, so, just that's where I'm at now. You know. It's good. I'm proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're, you're doing what you're doing. You're, you know, you changed. You became a, you're becoming a better person. Yeah. Feel like I've become a better person, you know. Like I've already like you could have seen me, you know, uh, not too long ago. I was not a very good person. Yeah. You know, like I was pretty hateful. I was pretty mean and violent, and on top of that, you know, I was drugs like because all that time when I was in there I was not the whole time but you know until 2006 um, I was still getting high and, you know using and selling drugs and doing all that and so that just kind of um, kept me in that negative, you know, cycle and mind frame. Um, but, you know, I've been clean since then, since 2006. And so that's something that I'm proud of. Um, I didn't start out, start, you know, yeah. I didn't get clean for the right reasons. Um, but... You know, it was still a blessing, and now I'm really doing it for the right reasons, you know, like just kind of working my recovery and understanding why. And so that has really helped me as well. That's good. That's, that's pretty inspirational that you did what you did, and then you actually you turned your life around positive and Keep going positive, and it'll be good. Yeah. I, th I think you're going to make it. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. All right, then. Um, well, that was a good talk. I enjoyed it. Hope everybody else enjoyed it. Yeah. And then, you know, I like I said, I have a friend that she's um, starting something, so maybe she can get you on to help do some counseling or talking to some other people. That would be awesome. To make it better. All right.
Thanks a lot, nephew. All right, Alex. And we'll, uh, we'll talk again. We'll check up on you, see how you're doing, and your progression to becoming who you want to be. For sure. All right. So, everybody, thanks a lot for listening. 24 Slayton. Tim, Jason, um, like and subscribe again. We're on all platforms, YouTube and iHeart, Spotify, whatever you have. I'm there. Or we're there. So, thanks a lot. We're out. Thank you.